0: You are listening to the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering the Iowa Hawkeyes for the Locked on Sports Network, hosted by Andrew Wade, editor at dearoldgold.com. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Wade, editor over at DearOldGold.com. And we are bringing you another fantastic show here on this Monday morning. I don't know about you, it's a little gloomy here out in Denver, Colorado, but that's not going to stop us from giving a fantastic show for you today. As you may have known by already you know, listening to this show before, we are going to be having some great NFL draft content coming up here this week. Today's actually going to be a little bit different, but... For the rest of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we have Sarah Bettinger and Nick Kendall, both draft analysts who cover the Iowa Hawk guys and the Denver Broncos. They're gonna be on the show talking to us about where most of the Hawks who are in the NFL draft this year are gonna be going, kind of what their projections are, and kind of how their combine times impacted their you know, kind of draft stock. So make sure to tune to that. It's a great three-episode series, a trilogy you know, if if you will, um, that you're going to really love to enjoy, especially if you are an NFL Draft fan. We're also going to be giving a short episode on Friday morning, kind of recapping the first round of the NFL Draft, and likely on Saturday morning as well, depending on who is drafted in that second day of the NFL Draft. So lots of great stuff coming on the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast here. My voice is also going to sound a little bit raspy. I do apologize for that as well. I spent the entire weekend in Las Vegas, and so it's uh, not exactly up to speed with how my voice typically is, but the show must go on. And on today's show, we're going to be doing our weekly Hawkeye roundup on segment number one. On segment number two, we're going to be talking about the Iowa Hawkeyes basketball schedule and you know, the Big Ten conference schedule just got released. We want to talk a little bit about that. Some of the games I think are going to be a little bit difficult and whether or not that's a very uh, conducive schedule for Iowa doing well this season. And then finally, on segment number three, we're going to be talking about Andrew Francis, who's going to be replacing him on the Iowa Hawkeyes coaching staff. So lots of great stuff coming here on the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. Also, if you are tuning in for the first time, I hope you enjoy the show. If you do, make sure to like and subscribe wherever you download this podcast at. And if you are on Twitter, you can follow us at Locked On Iowa. And if you are on Facebook, you can follow us at Locked On Hawkeyes. That will give you the latest updates about what to expect on the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, if we're having shows, if we're not having shows. And then just some general, we like to do some questions of the day occasionally. So feel free to interact and participate on that as well. Love to get that fan interaction. So let's jump right into it, though, with our weekly Hawkeye Roundup today. Great weekend for sports in Iowa Hawkeye athletics. The baseball team closed out another conference series by beating Nebraska two out of three games. That puts them at a 23-15 record on the year, a 9-6 conference record. Nebraska is ranked the 30th, so very big win for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And it's always fun to beat Nebraska because who actually likes Nebraska? Not me. Their first game though was interesting and required a game winning single with two outs in the bottom of the ninth from Zeb Adrian, um, you know, to, to take down that game. So a very exciting game. Some of those, you know, sometimes that's a little bit tough to come back from the following day once you have that elation of, of winning on that walk-off hit. But I will manage to do that and win again on Tuesday before falling, or sorry, win on Saturday before following on Sunday, three to two. This week, the Hawks have UW-Milwaukee on Tuesday at home, and they get a three-game away series at Ohio State, so another opportunity for them to kind of continue to build their lead in the Big Ten Conference. Men's golf had a great weekend as well. They crushed their very own Invitational, taking first out of 13 teams, and it was a dominant performance. They set a new school record in the tournament by 24 strokes with a negative 43, they, it was you know they it was their first tournament victory since 2015 and their first Hawkeye Invitational victory since 2014. They also managed to beat number 30 Illinois by six strokes and number 31 Kansas by 30 strokes. So again, a very dominant performance um, by the men's golf team. So great job, y'all. Gymnastics-wise, their season is now officially over, and three Hawks claimed All-American honors. Jake Berdarzen got fifth place in the parallel bars. He's a senior, and he took home All-American honors. Freshman Stuart Brown took seventh place in the parallel bars, also had All-American honors. And then sophomore Bennett Hung had a ninth-place finish in the all-around competition. So fantastic season, guys. Fantastic season to those three who took home the All-American honors. Um, We'll be back, obviously, next year with a little bit more information on the men's gymnastics team. Tennis also had a great weekend, and you're kind of sensing the theme here. The the teams really did well this year, or did well this weekend. The tennis team went 17-9, or sorry, excuse me, is 17-9 after this fantastic weekend. They beat Michigan State. Um, They also beat number 19, Michigan, 4-1, and they beat Illinois State 6-1. That wrapped up their regular season matches. They now have the Big Ten Championships this week in Ann Arbor. Their first matchup is going to be against Nebraska, so we'll keep you posted on how the tennis team does this weekend. Track and field-wise, Drake Relays is coming up for both the men's and the women's team. If you have never been to the Drake Relays, make sure you do go. It is a fantastic environment, a fantastic experience, lots of fun there, and lots of good food in the surrounding area. So if you do like track and field, make sure to try to attend the Drake Relays. A great time for all. Um, On a little bit more of a downer note, the the women's golf team finished their season out. They placed 12th out of 14 teams on Friday's Big Ten Championships and 14th out of 14 on Sundays. Saturday's meet was canceled. Rowing-wise, the women's uh, double duel against Harvard and Brown was also canceled. They now have the Longhorn Invitational coming up this weekend. The softball team dropped a game to Drake and then dropped two more on the road to Rutgers. They are now 17 and 24. They get a doubleheader against Nebraska this Wednesday and a three-game series against Minnesota this weekend. And women's tennis lost to Wisconsin and Minnesota this weekend to bring their overall record to 12-11. and They are now preparing for the Big Ten championships this weekend. And that'll do it with our weekly Hawkeye roundup. Again, pretty great weekend overall, especially for the men's teams. Uh, Women's teams had a little bit of issues with the weather, obviously, but they persevered. Um, Lots of great stuff coming up, a lot of seasons wrapping up, so we'll be keeping you posted right here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. And that'll do it for segment number one. We're going to come back after a few minutes um, once we give you a few messages from our sponsors. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. All right, we are back with segment number two. And we're going to be talking a little bit about the basketball schedule review. Mostly because the Big Ten came out with their conference you know pairings and I want to talk to you about kind of what I thought about those matchups. So we don't know exactly when the matchups are gonna be. We don't know kind of where or you know we do where, sorry, but we don't know when they're gonna be. So there's a lot of things that could change based off the scheduling, right? You don't want to get Michigan State, Michigan and, you know, uh, Wisconsin back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, that's a little bit tough, tougher of a gauntlet. But for right now, we do know who the home-away and home-and-away pairings are going to be. And I would say it's kind of a mixed bag. I'm not overly happy with kind of how it broke down. But just to give you kind of a, an outline of what actually happened, Iowa has a home-only series against Ohio State, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. They get away-only games against Indiana, Michigan State, and Northwestern. And they have a home-and-away doubleheader against Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, Penn State, and Purdue. If I had my pick of who Iowa only had to play at home, I would say Michigan State, Michigan, and probably Wisconsin. All right, so... I think those are going to be three of the better teams in the M- or three of the better teams in the Big 10 next year especially depending on how some of the graduations shake out this year and who's actually going to be you know going to the NBA draft as well after you know who's declared early a lot of players have a couple guys from Maryland you know so a couple guys from Minnesota or yeah Minnesota Michigan State and Michigan as well Indiana's losing Romeo Langford Ohio State's losing Caleb Wesson so a lot of guys leaving but I would say if I had to pick my best home series it'd be Michigan State Michigan and Wisconsin those teams are very good and very good at home so you want to get them at your home court as far as away games go Iowa has Indiana, Michigan State, and Northwestern. I would say that's pretty darn brutal. Indiana's Assembly Hall is one of the toughest places to play in the you know the country. Indiana is not exactly going to be a great team next year, but still, Assembly Hall is not an easy place to play. Michigan State is never easy. Iowa, to be honest, just sucks there. So that is not an ideal spot either. Um, in their career, or sorry, in the last 20 years, Iowa 1 and 14 against Michigan State at Michigan State. And then Northwestern as well, not exactly an easy game for Iowa. They are just five and ten at Northwestern this century, um, you know. So not exactly your ideal matchups going on the road. And Then home and away, obviously getting Illinois, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, Penn State, and Purdue. Not much we can do about there. Obviously, I'd rather you know not see Michigan on there twice. Um, Nebraska might be a little better now with Fred Hoiberg back. Um, Penn State's probably not going to be as good with Lamar Stevens declaring for the NBA draft. Maryland, kind of depends. They still have five-star freshman Jalen Smith. Illinois is a young, talented team that could do some damage, and Michigan always reloads. Minnesota's team will be interesting, but you really cannot, can't count out a Patino. And then Purdue, um, and as we saw this year, they weren't expected to be anything special. Um, Carson Edwards really led them. It'll depend on how well he does and if, if he actually comes back from the NBA draft, whether or not um, that team will be good this year. So it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, you know, Fran McCaffrey said their schedule is going to be a lot tougher this season, and it appears that you know their their conference schedule is going to be tough as well. I mean, not exactly the easiest slate of games, um, as you can expect. Though the Big Ten is tough in general, so it doesn't really matter. You're going to get a tough game night in and night out. Um, and I think in an ideal world, the Hawks could go maybe 13 and seven, 14 and six. I mean, that would be. That would be outstanding for them in the conference this year, um, just with how tough those games are. Anything above 14 wins, I think, is just huge. For them Um, in their non conference schedule, they have another tough slate of games as well. Um, Playing in the Las Vegas Invitational, they are getting Creighton first and likely Texas Tech, which is another top, you know, favorite for the NCAA title next year. So, great game there. They also get a away game or a neutral court game, excuse me, against Cincinnati, which will be fun um, in Chicago. So, um, the Hawks are definitely putting together a tougher schedule. I think they learned from this past season. Um, The Big Ten schedule, they don't really have any control over, but still. There's going to be some tough games, not exactly the best slate of home away and and you know one and one games that they have. So um, that'll do it for segment number two. We're going to be talking about this schedule a lot more coming up, especially once we get the full kind of release schedule of what days they're playing and all that type of stuff, because that does impact those things as well. So stay tuned for segment number three. We're going to be talking about possible replacements for Andrew Francis within the Iowa basketball program, but we do have a few meshes from our sponsors. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. All right, we are back with segment number three. And if you haven't been paying attention, assistant coach Andrew Francis has departed the program to go to. Cal, I believe. Um, so he is gone. I mean that you know that is suck for the Hawks. To to put it bluntly, um, he was a big part of that program. He did a really great job of helping with game planning, especially recruiting as well, um, and kind of being that you know voice of reason on the bench. He's been with Fran McCaffrey for 12 years. He started with him at Siena. He's been with him at Iowa to make a lateral move to Cal is kind of an interesting situation. I I would love to hear a little bit more about it. We obviously haven't heard a ton, though. Um, but that being said, it means that the Hawks have four four spots on the coach, or sorry, f- uh, one spot on the coaching staff, and there are four possible replacements that are former Iowa Hawkeyes who could make a lot of sense um, for that replacement, you know, player or replacement coach. Excuse me, just struggling all day today, uh, but. Let's jump right into who we think could possibly be it, especially you know replace Andrew Francis. The first guy makes the most sense, and you know on Twitter this came up a lot as soon as Andrew Francis announced that he was leaving. Dean Oliver became a name to watch, and Dean Oliver is currently the assistant coach at Wisconsin. So this is a huge thing for Iowa. He was a former Iowa Hawkeye, three you know three-time All Big Ten uh, honors, played in 126 games as a senior. He carried the Hawks, you know, to the Sweet 16. He averaged 14.9 points and 4.8 assists. He also played, you know, NBA ball for a few years and he's kind of been working his way up the coaching ranks. This would be an ideal opportunity for the Hawks to grab a guy who not only is recognized in the state of Iowa, has a bird, you know, a budding coaching career, and he's a guard. Are you kidding me? He'd be a great asset for CJ Frederick and Joe Toussaint as they come into this Iowa program. You know, CJ's in his second year. Toussaint will be in his first year. That's a great opportunity for them to learn from one of the better guards in Iowa Hawkeye history. So I think that is probably probably gotta be the number one option right now for the Iowa Hawkeyes. If they cannot get Dean Oliver, another guy that should be on the list is Ryan Bowen. And the reason why is, you know, he was a great player at Iowa. He also played I'm um, 11 years professional basketball. Right now, he is working in the NBA as an assistant coach for the Denver Nuggets. So it would technically be a step down going from the NBA to college basketball, but he is an Iowa native. It would bring him closer to home. You know, he's originally from Fort Madison. He's also had some experience with Fran McCaffrey. He actually served as Fran's video coordinator and administrative assistant for one year before landing an assistant coaching gig with the Denver Nuggets. So it could be an opportunity for them to bring Bowen back home. Um, the interesting thing here is he is a power forward. He'd be kind of one of those guys who could obviously work with a Jack Nunz, a Luka Garza, maybe a Patrick McCaffrey. Um, we wouldn't get as much of that guard play that I think Iowa really needs some help with, which is kind of the big thing there. Um, obviously this isn't going to be able to work out for a little bit because Bowen's in the middle of a playoff run with the Denver Nuggets, but that is an opportunity or an option that we should be looking at from an Iowa Hawkeye assistant coach searching. And finally, um, we have two other guys left. These guys are both guards. You kind of see a theme here, obviously, but um, Jeff Horner is currently the head coach over at um, Truman State University at do. D two school in Missouri, um, but they're kind of struggling. They're you know fresh off a fourteen and fifteen campaign. I don't know much about that. I don't watch D two basketball a ton. But Horner's over there as a head coach. He maybe want to make maybe he makes a jump up to D one to be an assistant coach on Fran McCaffrey staff. If Iowa does well next year, if the guard plays great, that could parlay him into a D one coaching gig pretty quickly, as opposed to kind of bouncing around that D two uh, you know mindset and kind of playing in Missouri. He does have some experience in Iowa. Um, he is originally from Mason City. He played four years with the Hawks and had an impressive resume. Um, he was third-team All-Big Ten twice, uh, took the Hawks to two NCAA tournament appearances, and he also coached former Hawkeye Peter Jock, who is now in the G League and playing for the Iowa United this summer. So a lot of uh, good advice you know, good advice he's probably given Jock over the years. He has that guard's play mentality that will be also huge for, again, Frederick and Toussaint as they're coming in new to the program. And the last guy who could possibly be an option is Iowa City great Matt Gatens, who is now working with the Drake Bulldogs. Um, he's their director of basketball operations. Um, and Drake had one of their best seasons in the last decade this past year with Gatens helping out there. The 6'5 shooting guard did play five years of professional basketball. Um, he also helped out the Auburn t- Tigers and did a pretty good job with some of their guards. So um, that would be a really good opportunity. Although Gatens doesn't have a ton of coaching experience, um, you know, As an assistant coach, he would have the opportunity to learn from Fran McCaffrey and, again, like all these guys, possibly be a successor to Fran McCaffrey whenever he decides to depart or retire at some point. Those guys could be kind of building up their careers to take over as the next head coach of the Iowa Hawkeyes. And, again, all these guys are from Iowa. These would be huge recruiting ploys for the Hawks to be able to bring these guys in and Be that kind of voice of reason for people who are from the state of Iowa. Iowa does have some great high school basketball. They're recruiting a few guys, especially Xavier Foster, who's over at Oskaloosa. So a lot of good opportunities there for them to kind of connect with other Iowa Hawkeye, um, you know, alums as Iowa recruits. So what are your thoughts on that? love to hear what you think, who could be a possible replacement for Andrew Francis. I think oftentimes people don't give the assistant coach enough credit or spend as much time worrying about it, but it is a huge rule. Uh, huge role in, you know, obviously collegiate basketball. Great recruiting tool, um, great opportunity to bring in people who have that experience in other places that the head coach is not. And especially here, if we can bring in one of those guards, that'd be huge for our incoming guards right now. But that'll do it though for segment number three. Again, I appreciate you sticking with us on the show today. I was struggling through my voice, so I apologize on that but the next three episodes are going to be even better because we have Nick Kendall, we have Sarah Bettinger, both draft analysts coming on the show to talk about our Iowa Hawkeyes and who we can expect to be drafted where on this weekend's NFL Draft, Thursday through Saturday. And we have some special episodes coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, giving you some quick recaps of the NFL Draft. So lots of content coming out this week. I appreciate you jumping on our show today on the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast, part of the Locked on Sports Network. Again, if you do like the show, make sure to like and subscribe wherever you download this podcast at. You can also follow us on Twitter at Locked on Iowa. You can follow me on Twitter at Wade underscore Andrew. And you can follow our Facebook on Obviously, Facebook at Locked on Hawkeyes. So again, thank you for jumping on the show today. Absolutely appreciate you tuning in with us on the Locked on Hawkeyes podcast. Have a great Monday, Hawkeye Nation, and we'll be back tomorrow.